Welcome to the MedTech Talent Lab, the number one catalyst for advancing careers and building high-performance teams. Sponsored by the Anthony Michael Group, helping companies secure in-demand talent in regulatory affairs, quality, clinical, engineering, R&D, and other areas for medical device, digital health, diagnostics, and other organizations across the U.S. life sciences sector. Here's your host, Mitch Robbins. All right, welcome back to another episode here on the MedTech Talent Lab podcast. I'm your host, Mitch Robbins, as always, joined by Adam Sapi, and we are broadcasting live uh, from the MedTech Talent Lab uh, LinkedIn community. If you haven't heard about it yet, we are building a community on LinkedIn uh, for those looking to build a competitive advantage on both the hiring side and or the candidate side. What we're doing is we're basically taking the community and bridging everybody together. And so all you have to do if you're active or not active on LinkedIn is simply just type in the link, uh, the MedTech Talent Lab. You can find the community. We'd love to have you in here. Live interactive sessions each Wednesday. 11 o'clock Pacific, 2 o'clock Eastern, and then simultaneously to uh, these sessions, we continue to interview leaders straight from the industry on all things talent related. I've got probably uh, three, if not four, uh, lined up in the queue that we're going to be releasing over the next couple of weeks. Lots of great conversations, great topics. So um, today we're going to be talking about um, almost twofold, the idea that organizations have this great opportunity. They know the value proposition is strong. Um, they're excited to go to market and or candidates know they have value to offer. Um, they know that they can make a difference in an organization, but, but, but both parties are trying to figure out, well, how do I reach the right audience? How do I get my message in front of that audience? And because if you can't get your message in front of the audience and have it resonate with them and get them to respond, it's kind of a moot point, right? Yep. And so uh, for those of you guys joining us live today, I'm excited that you're here. Thank you for being here. Um, let's dig right in and, and talk about this. You know, um, one of the things I think, one of the things I think candidates continue to, to feel like they have to do is follow the traditional process of applying for jobs, uh, applying mm -hmm. online, uh, applying to, um, yeah. you know, a LinkedIn posting, occasionally <laughs> dropping a DM saying I'm interested, but mm -hmm. there's still this hesitancy to be more proactive than these traditional methods. Uh, what do you guys say to that? What do you think? What's going on in, in your world and what are you seeing? I can start if you like. And I, yeah. I've, I've asked this question a lot in the last like three or four weeks, you know, since we've started this series and, and I'll ask candidates that were just laid off or part of a riff or they're just mm -hmm. actively looking, starting to actively look. And I'll always ask, you know, what, what are you doing for, you know, to help you accomplish your goals? And, uh, and definitely I'll get a, I'm, I've applied for these five companies. I'm starting the interview process. I haven't heard anything back in four weeks on this one. Okay. What else are you doing? And it's usually crickets. It's, it's not networking. It's not sending a video message. And we're start, I'm starting to try to educate people mm -hmm. to do these uh, unorthodox things like, um, Totally. And I've, I've quoted, I've quoted yourself, Shannon, and I've quoted Nick too. Like <laughs> these things really stand out and these are from mm -hmm. people in the know. So, so do these things period. And, mm -hmm. and so I uh, hopefully, hopefully, you know, we'll, we'll do it organically and, and start uh, helping folks out. But yeah, you're right, Mitch. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, that's what they go. They go to, Hey, I'm going to websites. 
mm-hmm. going on their careers page. I'm applying yep. and hoping I hear back. And sometimes it goes two, three, four, six weeks and they don't. And then they can try to reach out to somebody if they have a contact, but that's about mm-hmm. it. And then move on to the next one. Then they get their Google doc of all the companies mm-hmm. that they've applied to. And a lot of times they're sitting in a black hole somewhere. So yeah, it, it's got to, it should totally. change. And, and I think it's just a, a lack of awareness because in, in NTA, we are the ones that are constantly job hunting, people hunting, like finding and making those matches. That's our jam. Most people are looking for a new gig once every couple of years, some of them every 10 years. And right. um, I'm, I might might get in trouble for saying this, but I'm going to out my mom. She's a recruiter um retired but she you know a couple times she's like I've been so out of it like should I should I mail my resume to the CEO I'm like <laughs> no I mean it depends do you not want the job but um and, and I'm gonna be a little bit um a little bit snarky this morning but I think it's just um recruiters in general could probably do a better job you know educating um, just the general population. I mean, let me just tell you, if somebody sent me a personalized video message, I'd be, I would be blown away. I'd be like, look, let's get on a call. Let me give you all that I can to help you. Um, but typically if people do reach out to me, it is, Hey, here's my resume. Do you have anything for me? And that's really hard for me to respond back to because while I would love to go through all of our global job openings to see what might be a match, like I, I just don't have enough hours in my day. So I always try to kind of kindly respond back and say, Hey, here's all of our open links. If there's something that's really, um, that catches your eye, please apply to it and then send me a message. Let me know. And I'll get your information in front of the, you know, the right recruiter on my team. So with the audience that's here today, it's be interesting to, to see the reaction to what I have to say. Um, but I am adamant that candidates need to take their own destiny into their own hands and make things happen. And you can't sit back to expect a recruiter's got 25 recs on their desk to somehow spot your stuff, say, oh, this person's qualified when half the time they're doing their best to understand, if, especially if it's a technical function, they're doing their best to understand the nuances. But uh, when every resume is written differently and not every resume has the exact same language the same way and somebody's reviewing it that it's not an expert, they're, they're just not. They've got too many different requisitions on their desk to be an expert in everything. If mm-hmm. you see an opportunity that you're interested in, take the initiative to track down who the hiring, you, you should be able to put mm-hmm. two and two together yeah. on LinkedIn, who the hiring manager is, look up the talent acquisition leadership or the recruiters in the yeah. company, connect with them online, demonstrate some value as far as why you're reaching out, use video where you can and start mm-hmm. making connections happen. And then guess what? Now, okay, you've perhaps engaged on some content, you've put in some your two cents, you've reached out and sent a LinkedIn request, you've said thank you for requesting, you've created a video and mm-hmm. you're submitting your resume for an open position and identifying the pain points that you can solve. Who is not going to want to pay attention to that? That when a recruiter has a rec that they're trying to get off their desk and a hiring manager mm-hmm. has pain points that they're trying to get solved by hiring somebody in. Yeah. But this do doesn't you, happen if you're not proactive. Yep. Do you think that that could be because people feel uncomfortable showcasing their talent as kind of a societal norm? Like, I don't know. Hey, these are the reasons why I'm why I'd be an awesome fit for this position. It feels a little bit awkward to some people i mean 
I'm, I'm going to exclude my salespeople, much less yeah. to them, but <laughs> and marketing. That's and a good observation, and... Shannon, because yeah, we, a lot of what we do is with regulatory affairs folks and quality assurance mm -hmm. and quality engineers. And, and I hear this a lot when I, when I drill down and say, okay, I'm going to talk to this hiring manager on your behalf, mm -hmm. help me help you. What, what can I tell them? And, and mm -hmm. it does take some prying sometimes people don't like to brag about themselves. And I, and I, I have to constantly mm -hmm. urge them, Hey, this is your chance to brag about yourself. And, and guess mm -hmm. what? You can brag to me and then I'll do the bragging for yeah. you. So you, you can, you can keep your humility in place, but yeah. to your point, I guess, when you, when you remove that layer, you really mm -hmm. are put, putting yourself out there and, and you're essentially mm -hmm. tapping a hiring manager or a TA person on the shoulder and say, Hey, I'm great. Look at me. Yeah. Uh, let me tell you how great I am and why I'm great. But mm -hmm. you, like to, to yeah. Mitch's point, you have to advocate for yourself. You can do it in a tactful way for sure. And so, we talk about like a, an employer value proposition. Like that's like, hey, these are the great things. Maybe, you know, a step-by-step -step guide for a CPV, a candidate value proposition. Yeah, great. Yeah. So here's what I think. I think that people are uncomfortable with this because they don't think that, they think that they're stepping on toes. They think that they're circumventing mm -hmm. processes. They think that they're, basically going against the grain of what is the norm. Oof, I was mm -hmm. told, I've always been taught you have to apply online. Mm -hmm. I've always been taught that, you know, you have to be respectful and wait for them to respond to you. Yep. Mm -hmm. And what I want people to understand, this is so important, I want people to understand you are not okay. stepping on people's yeah. toes when you are solving a problem for them. If anything, you're adding mm -hmm. value to their lives, personally totally. and professionally. There is a hiring manager who's losing sleep at night by this vacancy, I promise you. Mm -hmm. yep. They're working extra time or they're putting extra work on their current team. There is a recruiter who is trying their best to connect with people like yourself who could fill this role successfully and help them continue to move on to their next priority. You are not, you are not um, doing a, you're doing a disservice by not reaching out. And if you feel confident in your ability to solve these types of problems, you owe it to yourself and to that company to make contact. That's how I see it. I think you're right on too, because they see how their process works for their current company. And especially if they're a hiring manager, they know kind of the, here's the, how it goes, but let's say you're not a hiring manager and you're like, can you, you know what happens behind the scenes ish, but can yeah. you imagine if you could have a would-be colleague that's ready to add value and jump into the team, but you never, your, your hiring manager and your HR business partners don't ever hear about them. Wouldn't you want to hear about them? Well, of course. Mm -hmm. So exactly. Now you're in the other you're, you know, you're, you're, you're on the other side of the, of the desk and, and to Mitch's point, yeah, you're doing yourself a disservice, doing them a disservice rather. Hey, I can solve your problem. Let's talk. <clears throat> right. And it's not to, to, I think it was Shannon's point too, about, Hey, look at me. I'm so great. It's more so, Hey, I understand your world. I yeah. understand this is what you're yeah. dealing with and here's how I might be able to help you. It's not like, mm -hmm. you know, I'm the best because of X, Y, and Z when, and it has, and mm -hmm. it's like you um, are tone deaf to what's really going on in their world. It's mm -hmm. more so relating to what is their, what do you think their situation is based on what you know from previous experience, right? Yep. Mm -hmm. And trying to cater to that. But I love what you said, Shannon, you're, this is real life. You lead talent mm -hmm. acquisition for a major medical device company. If somebody reached out to you with, with video, you'd be like, heck yeah, I want to talk to you. Yep. Well, and I have a couple of people that like regularly say, and in fact, I just got a message from one of them this morning and, um, you know, they just said, Hey, this is a, you know, we, we we're talking about engineering roles and they're like, is this position still open? Like, is it, is it real? You guys close to an offer? I'm like, yeah, I think it's open. Go ahead and apply. Let me know. Um, and I, I love doing that. And I love saying either like, Hey, it's my rec. What can I, let me, 
um, let me take a look at it and then I can give you a little bit of feedback. Either, you know, you don't meet the qualifications, but here's some things that you can do um, to help get there. You know, and the, the flip side of that coin too, and I'm gonna be a little blunt, I know, shocking coming from me. Recruiters, don't be jerks. Don't be jerks when people reach out to you. Be nice, be helpful. They don't know. Right. Probably. And they don't and they don't need your company. They don't need mm -hmm. your company, right? Yeah. They they there's plenty of opportunities out there. Mm -hmm. And so, and again, I want to reiterate that prospective candidates become an organization's field-based sales team. Mm -hmm. They can be. Or they can become your worst nightmare with the yep. publicity that you don't want. Either oh, way, man. you're going to get publicity, right? Totally. So, and so it's let's a, and it's a candidate-driven market. So, for a potentially viable mm -hmm. candidate to reach out to you, to your point, Shannon, mm -hmm. treat them appropriately. It's silly not to. Yeah. I know you're busy, but it's silly not to do that. Yeah. So let's just kind of recap the candidate side. Be proactive, right? Yeah. Take destiny into your own hands. There's no reason why you can't reach out and make contact, make conversation, and don't wait for somebody else to 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 find your information that you think is going to be on their desk because it's not. There's too much. Shandon's here in talking about how much workload is on their team's desk right now. Think about all the positions, all the resumes, all the back and forth communication. Chances are it's not going to hit the top of mind like you wanted to. So take destiny mm -hmm. into your own hands. Second thing is you can constantly, like, let's just say, God forbid, you're laid off. And we mm -hmm. know somebody who's very close to us that just, this just happened. Mm -hmm. Create a dream list for you. We call it, some people call it the dream 100. Yeah. I call it the, the dream, at least 25, I would say. 25 mm -hmm. organizations that have values that represent um, the values you want to be associated with. Yep. And mm -hmm. you may not know this until you start having these conversations. Or do they live out the values that they say on their organization's website? But at least try to find companies that, you know, maybe you've heard great things about from colleagues. You've heard, mm -hmm. you see it on their website. Maybe it's a therapeutic area that's of interest to you, a type of technology. And start connecting with the hiring managers and the talent acquisition folks proactively, yep. right? Yep. Make your list. And so mm -hmm. I always say, think about your search as a, a Greek Parthenon. A Greek Parthenon has several pillars, right? That hold up the entire structure. Each mm. pillar represents a different strategy to your search. So yes, can you apply online? Sure, that's one. That's one. Mm -hmm. Can you go from trying to get referred in? Yep, that's another. Can you connect mm -hmm. online and create videos and try to facilitate conversations? That's another. The point is, all of these strategies are done simultaneously so that you're not you're not leaving any stone unturned. Make sense? Definitely. Let's talk about um, uh, the hiring side. Okay, mm -hmm. so I'm excited about this because we we deal with this on behalf of our clients all the time. Shandon, you deal with mm -hmm. this trying to help your hiring managers find the right talent. Mm -hmm. It's it's really it's got to be really frustrating, and I know it is for us too when you've got a message that you know will resonate with your audience, but it's like how do you get in front of the right audience and have them respond? Uh, I don't want to hog the whole conversation. Jump in, to share you guys' thoughts. Mm -hmm. I want to, I guess, share a conversation I had yesterday. We've talked about a lot about candidate experience for the last several weeks for this series. Mm -hmm. I had a candidate, I was talking with her, and she mentioned two globally recognized companies by name and said that they always hound her about jobs that don't make sense. And I fleshed out, is that is that external recruiters or the actual company? And she said the actual companies. So mm -hmm. starting with the end in mind of candidate experience, if you're delivering your message to somebody that's not a viable candidate, 
you're, it's off-putting. You're, you're really turning them away. So mm-hmm. for, for starting there, and then it's, it's not doing you or your team any favors either. So really find out what's most important to you. Education, skill set, years of experience, mm-hmm. specific technical requirements, um, and then map the market. Um, you know, to, to be able to find and, and get the contact information for those folks as well. So you can deliver the message mm-hmm. to the right people. Um, and, and that was my two cents, I guess, from the conversation. I, I have more to share too, but I'll, uh, mm-hmm. I'll hand it over to, uh, to Shannon or, or is it Dion if, I'm, uh, Dion, if I'm pronouncing it right? Oh, hi, I'm Dion. Sorry, I did not want to interrupt. Uh, no, 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 no. Adam and I won't stop talking. <laughs> Yeah, this is my first meeting. I've been following Mitch for a while now. Awesome. I, this. I think this is a great platform. Uh, I'm, of course, not from the hiring side. I'm from the other side. So uh, that was like great new, uh, great, great information you just uh, said uh, a couple of minutes ago. But I'm just glad to be here. And I'm not sure if I'll be able to stay for a very long time, but uh, I would love to come to these meetings. Uh, Thank you for joining. Totally. I appreciate that too. Absolutely. And, and apologize from me. I was recording and we're recording and I'm thinking, should I say something now or wait to the end? But I'm, this is great. Thank you so much for being here and for following the stuff. And we hope to deliver as much value for you as we can. Thanks a lot. Yeah. Shandon, what's your per- perspective on, on being in the fr- right in front of the right candidate audience with the right message at the right time? Um, uh, how do I condense this? <laughs> I think that, uh, you know, for the recruiters that are at, and the hiring managers, like I, I want to hold the high, like this is hiring is a team sport, y'all. And yep. recruiters, we are experts in going out and finding people and contacting them. But I'm going to put this with a big but. Hiring managers are just as capable. In fact, I had um, one of our heads of R&D a couple years ago starting a brand new um department and we gave him a LinkedIn seat because a LinkedIn recruiter seat because these roles were so niche and so above my pay grade and my technical recruiters pay grade so we really collaborated on the sourcing outreach his response rates were insane like 75 percent response rate um so hiring teams um Ask your recruiters if you can help with the outreach. Go through your own networks. Like, who are the people that you have worked with? I call it your A team. Like, man, if I were to build like the perfect fill in the blank team from scratch, let me think through my career and all these awesome people that I've worked with. And and who would I call? Yeah. So that's one part of it. The second part of it too, I think, is that we as a talent acquisition community need to do a better job of number one educating our newer recruiters and number two holding ourselves to a higher standard i know that there are companies and i've worked at them that in order to meet your numbers you gotta spray and pray like i i love i love getting a message from a recruiter saying hey i saw your profile and i think you'd be amazing for this recruiting coordinator role and i stop (laughs) and i'm like should I respond to them? <laughs> Should I not respond to them? But this is me and this, this is how I, I would like to be approached. I'm personally, I'm very specific when I'm contacting somebody. Um, like we had a very, very niche role that I had to do a lot of research to understand a number of years ago. So when I reached out to somebody, I would say something very specific about their profile 
and about what I knew about the company or product that they were working on that could be connected and like could add value to the problems nice. that my business is trying to solve and awesome. not something now granted over the years I've, I've worked out a kind of a template that then I fill in the blanks so it is very personalized but I don't just like check 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 have LinkedIn or whatever automatically populate somebody's name that's not how I source other people find it successful I've never been able to do it yeah I think you you touch on something that if the company is doing it the right way, you should have a bench already. Like like you mm-hmm. said to the hiring manager, hey, we, you know, Bob's retiring at the end of the year. We need a mm-hmm. senior software quality engineer. Well, mm-hmm. great. I have 12 people that I can reach out to literally in the next hour mm-hmm. because I've had cough, virtual coffees or, you know, whatever. We've totally. known these people over the past several months and years that's where I'm going first. You might, mm-hmm. you might reach out to those 12 people and boom, you have three interviews and you hire one of them. You're done. Mm-hmm. But Versus, most companies aren't doing it right. Which is exactly right. So that they're starting mm-hmm. from scratch every single time, which mm-hmm. is just a lost opportunity for, for sure. So one, be mm-hmm. proactive on building your bench uh, constantly. Mm-hmm. Um, so then you can go to those immediately, but then, you know, you had mentioned sourcing. I, gosh, this was like an aha moment for me, maybe five or six mm-hmm. years ago. I think we were at a conference in Chicago. I always thought, Hey, LinkedIn, I can find pretty much anyone that I'm looking for. Mm-hmm. And these sourcers, like they were talking about SourceCon, like this, this convention. Oh, yeah. And I mean, these people are, are, are ninjas, you, seen, you know, have you been to SourceCon? It's no, insane. I haven't. Is it pretty, oh is God. it pretty wild? I was Dark the dumbest stuff? person in the room. It was amazing. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. It's wild. Like there's definitely an art and a skill to it. So they're mm-hmm. finding people that I would not at the surface level. So definitely oh, yeah. lean on that. If your company, if your TA team, if your HR team has that sourcer, mm-hmm. um, I work with one right now, a partner with mm-hmm. one, and she's amazing in the Bay Area and she's awesome mm-hmm. and it makes a big difference. Um, mm-hmm. So lean on that to, to, to track down the right people because- yeah you know, again, if you're, if a tree falls in the, in the, in the forest and no one hears it, you know, yeah. whatever. So, so that's a big part of it, but um, yeah, and totally. I, I, I getting excited again, I'll, I'll, uh, I'll jump off and, um, and, and notes. sourcing ninjas, please, please share your knowledge. Don't keep that tribal knowledge to yourself. Yeah. Please share it because it's not something that is necessarily readily or easily available and digestible because like you said there is an art to it it's crazy yeah yeah and sourcing is i mean that's not my expertise as far as all these crazy ninja techniques but here's what i would say for the vast majority of searches and talent that we're gonna we all have access to the same talent it's called Mm -hmm. linkedin the difference Mm -hmm. is how do you get them to actually engage and respond to what you're reaching out for? And so I've written down a few things I'll share with you. One is a market map, constantly be mapping out the market. So if somebody needs to recruit a a senior regulatory affairs specialist, how many exist in in the US? How many work in in med tech? How many work within your perhaps therapeutic area or your class of device, right? Now we're building a community, a pool of talent proactively we're reaching out um so mapping your market number two personalization shannon you said it yeah what mm-hmm. what can you per, how can you personalize your message so that somebody feels like you know what you took the time to know who, like something about me it's yeah. i don't feel like it's just mm-hmm. a mass message number three it's got to be multi-channel um uh deliver it across multiple mm-hmm. channels not everybody's on linkedin at yep. all of the time yeah not everybody mm-hmm. is going to see your email 
Maybe there's mm -hmm. a phone involved. Maybe there's an ad campaign involved to try and get the, mm -hmm. I mean, there's so many different ways that you can leverage multiple channels to make sure that you're getting your message in front of the audience. Yep. Yep. And then it has to be multiple times. They say mm -hmm. the average, I want, don't quote me on the exact amount, but it used to be it takes eight times for somebody to recognize your name or, yep. or see your mm -hmm. message. Now it's like, yeah. it, it's, a, it's between 12 and 16. Because yeah. of all the noise, yeah, you're right. Mm -hmm. It's increasing. <clears throat> and noise is a perfect word. We live in an, we live in a society of white noise. There's too much going on. And so you can't necessarily take it personally if they're not responding to you. It's just the nature of the beast that we all have so much going on. And yeah. so your mm -hmm. message, you've got to, companies have to bring their A game in 2022 yeah. uh, to get their message heard by the right audience yeah. at the right time. They just 100%. do. And like totally. we talked about earlier in the show, if a hiring manager or a talent acquisition leader is getting a video message from a candidate, they stop in their mm -hmm. tracks. I do too. Mm -hmm. Same thing goes. Imagine you're a viable candidate or you're gainfully employed where you're at and you get a message, a 45 second video message from that hiring manager that you're talking about, Shandon, that's super technically you know, dialed in and maybe yeah. he or she is well known in the industry. You're like, oh, mm -hmm. wow, I'm not mm -hmm. actively looking, but you better believe I'm going to at least watch this video and respond to them. I mean, why mm -hmm. I would be silly not to. The same goes. I mean, wow, what a powerful mm -hmm. message that is. I had a VP of fate. I had a VP of, of uh, the other day and they said, hey, we don't have the budget to, to work with a headhunter right now. I'm leveraging LinkedIn to send out messages. And I said, try video. She's like, oh my gosh, I never even thought of that. Mm -hmm. A simple 30 second video, hey, yeah. you know, tapping on the shoulder, mm -hmm. your profile is impressive because of A, B, B and C. Here's what we're doing here. Let me know if you'd be open-minded to learning more. And it's coming yeah. directly from the person that is, you're gonna report to? Yeah. 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 Nobody's and, doing that. Nobody. And, Nobody. And, and it's to Shandon's point, personalized, personalized, because you can record those. I, I've done a, I've done a mm -hmm. bunch in the last week. In, in two minutes, you have the mm -hmm. LinkedIn app on your phone. You record a video. Hey, Shandon, it's Adam from so-and-so. I see that you went to Miami of Ohio. Hope all is well. Mm -hmm. Here, let me tell you something, you know, 20 seconds and yeah. boom, and now it's done and you're on to the next thing. And wow, that's so impactful. And if you do six of those or 20 of those or 30 of those, like, Wow, that's that that's a, a a couple hours out of your life um, that you could do even on a Saturday mm -hmm. afternoon or or whatever the case is, Not and it's either. so powerful. Yeah, and thirty Not seconds to a minute all of that, video. It's, yeah, it's it can be real and it can be raw. And if you look at like you know social media trends, let's just say because let's let's face it, no offense to Gen X, but Millennial and Gen Z were taken over, and um, the the current trend is just real. Yeah. Raw. There's a there's a really good there's a really big um, medical device global medical device company and they've got stuff on their website that's literally their employees with their phones recording a 20 second answer to a question. Hmm. It just it can be personal and authentic and real and it doesn't have to be like super polished. And, like, yeah, the post production music in the back. It shouldn't be super polished. Yeah. That yeah. actually is turning people away. It yeah. is. Because it's yeah. corporate speak. It's not human to human. Mm -hmm. It's yeah. corporate speak. Mm -hmm. I can give multiple examples of like really polished yep. videos that are out there from yep. organizations in our space. And mm -hmm. then there's selfie videos with some humor in it. It's like yeah. people. And, you know, the other thing I, I would say is you guys mentioned, <clears throat> um, you know, that hiring is a team sport and mm -hmm. leveraging the hiring manager in combination with talent acquisition, human resources. But mm -hmm. we're not talking about the fact that somebody from the organization posts, XYZ is a great leader, he's hiring for his team. 
No, we're talking about mm -hmm. the hiring manager to be actively engaged. Yeah. Hiring mm -hmm. for my team. Here's what I can offer. Here's what mm -hmm. I'm looking for. Here's what I think we can do together. I'd love to speak mm -hmm. with you. Yeah. And yeah. for people who say, this is too much work. I've got my own responsibilities. Mm, is it really? Because what's the cost of a mishire and what's the cost of a vacancy? Yeah. I guarantee well, you it's more I'll than the time it's going to take for you to get involved yeah. in your hiring yeah. process. I'll yeah. give you the verbiage, copy and paste it. Click Like I have a 60, 90 second video that is for our hiring managers on just how to simply share a job on LinkedIn. Hmm. We will write the copy for you. And then all you got to do is just keep LinkedIn open in a tab. That's cool. I love that. Yeah. It's awesome. Guys, last minute thoughts on today's topic. Um, is it Dion or Dion? Oh, it's Dion. Dion, thanks so much for being here. Any thoughts on the candidate side as far as, you know, making sure, to, you know, if you're reaching out to get your message heard or any questions that you have? Yeah, I really like the fact that you said, you know, uh, rather than the conventional ways of applying, you know, directly contact the hiring manager or recruiter. But I always am apprehensive while doing that because of the fear of rejection as well. And, you know, mm -hmm. reply to you. So, and I have, it's just not me, like a lot of colleagues of mine as well uh, uh, face a similar situation. So um, mm -hmm. what are your thoughts on that? I mean, I mean, you guys are very open and to, to connecting with people. And I mean, I remember connecting with you like a year ago when you immediately replied, but there are not too many people like that out there. So. You don't know whether it's the right thing to do, especially if the jobs out there in the market, whether you should, you know, just go ahead and connect with them before you have an interview with them or post the interview. Like mm -hmm. I know post, post an interview with a hiring manager, I would definitely go and connect with them and say, hey, it was great meeting you, you know, things like that. Mm -hmm. uh, but, but but is it like the right thing to do if you connect with them before the interview and things like that? So I'm just not sure about those kind of things. Those wow, really that was great. It's amazing. Yes, yeah. thank you. Um, so let me work backwards and then I'll get you guys' input too. Working backwards, is it good to connect with, let's say you have an interview set up, is it good to connect with them before your interview? Is that what you're saying? Two cases, one wherein you're really interested in this company, okay, um, you don't have an interview with them yet. Mm -hmm. You see the job posting out there, uh, mm -hmm. but, the, but and you know who the hiring manager is. Mm -hmm. Now, do you connect with them before, bef uh, like you just connect with them or you wait for a while, uh, to get an uh, to get an uh, interview, have the interview and then connect with them. The, the next cases where you get an interview, you see the hiring manager, uh, and do you go and connect with them directly? Okay, so I'll start backwards. Hundred percent on both, but as far as backwards, yes. Mm -hmm. You want to keep in mind you're not the only game in town when it comes to candidates either. So your job is to rise above their noise too, which is other candidate competition. Mm -hmm. So by connecting with them, it could be as simple as hey. We're scheduled to talk at XYZ time. Really looking forward to speaking with you. They connect. Hey, thanks mm -hmm. for accepting connection requests. I've been doing my research. So I'm really excited. Who's going to stand out? The candidate that doesn't do anything and waits for the interview and meets them mm -hmm. cold? Or the candidate that's already sent some conversation back and forth, right? So absolutely, because mm -hmm. it warms it mm -hmm. up and it creates a situation mm -hmm. where you're top mm -hmm. of mind. Mm -hmm. um, what Before I go to her other question, yeah, you guys have any uh, thoughts on that? I agree. Er, early is the good strategy there because then you're in, in your connection, connection with them. The algorithm rewards that. So you're going to see them in your feed too. You might see, oh my gosh, 
when you interview with them, oh, yesterday you posted about the new FDA approval. Mm -hmm. Congratulations. It sounds like you've done this, this, and this. You might mm -hmm. not have seen that information had you not mm -hmm. been connected. So I, I definitely think it's mm -hmm. wise to connect early. Yeah. And, you, you know, just to kind of go back on onto one of your first um, comments, kind of that fear of rejection. So me, I feel that. Um, and I think that it's important you know, we talked earlier about how you are, you're a brilliant profession, professional and you have skills and capabilities to help solve companies' problems. Yeah. And that's where I think as we were kind of talking, I had this aha moment. Oh, wow. Reframing it like that. You know, I'm, I'm really excited. Like I love problem solving. Um, mm -hmm. And so these are, you know, I'd love to learn more about what your pain points are. Um, because X, Y, and Z that you have in your job posting, I'm really excited to discuss that more because you've got a lot to offer. Mm -hmm. I was going to say something to Deanne. Thank you for sharing the, you know, like you said, the fear of rejection. Um, mm -hmm. This comes up and I'm different than Shannon. So I've been in sales for 20 years. Rejection's my life. Like, you know, 99% <laughs> of the time people are yelling mm -hmm. at me, slamming their door, door in my face. So for rejection to me is, is different than for, for most people. And, and I, I think I sometimes get detached from that. Whereas I've talked to candidates and they're like, I'm miserable in my job and here's why, but I've stopped interviewing. Well, why? Well, I, I interviewed three times and I didn't get the job and now I'm just like deflated. And, and it, to me, it's like, whoa, it might take 10 and don't take it personally because I see behind the scenes a little bit, they might've posted it you know, for compliance, but they already knew who was going to get hired or they promoted somebody yeah. internally or the yeah. neighbor's cousin's CEO's brother. Like you just don't know. So don't take it personally. And even if, you know, if it's like, Hey, I haven't that they hired somebody that has authored six, five, 10 Ks. Okay. Mm -hmm. You tip your cap. Mm -hmm. I I'm three years into my regulatory career. Cool. Mm -hmm. Great. I'll get that, you know, next one. But, um, I think the fear of rejection is part of the reason that's hold, holding people back from proactively reaching out and, and doing unorthodox mm -hmm. things like videos um, and even doing anything outside of the, the, because I think you have that defense mechanism too. Mm -hmm. Well, I applied to 30 of them. I didn't hear mm -hmm. back from 17. So it's not like, a, I didn't even get the general, you know, generic uh, rejection email, you know, cause some mm -hmm. people, even those bother people. Um, mm -hmm. And it's just like, Hey, that's part of the game. Just keep, just keep yeah. at it. Yeah, and, uh, yeah. Sorry, sorry to interrupt you. No, I was going to say to mm -hmm. Mitch's point, like have that list of 25 and, and dream companies or whatever that is and know mm -hmm. that, hey, it just takes one. So I might get 24 no's and one yes. Mm -hmm. Holy cow, my life is infinitely better now. So so keep keep going through the no's and get to the yes quicker. And, you know, for people like like you and me, Dion, um, like if I were on the job market and, and that's, it's still hard for me, uh, it's something mm -hmm. I have to force myself to do that's where having the network of the Mitches and the Adams to go promote you can also be really helpful. Yeah, absolutely. And to your point, yeah, you made earlier where it's easier for salespeople to kind of, you know, uh, promote themselves. And, you know, people like us, regular affairs professionals, we kind of underplay ourselves, you know, you know in a big way uh, in general. I'm just not talking about me, but, but yeah. it's, it's, I don't know if it's a trait or what it is, but I think it's something that we need to work on. Yeah. And I think having the, having the understanding and the confidence that what you do provides mm -hmm. huge value for who yeah. you work with and who you work for and what you do for the organization mm -hmm. and reaching out with that confidence. 
Mm -hmm. Because you have to think that if Mm -hmm. they're hiring, you're you're solving an immediate problem, which is their vacancy. But then Mm -hmm. what are the problems underneath there? What are they struggling with from a regulatory standpoint? Why is the position open in the meantime? Who's dealing with the burden of the vacancy to begin with? So you coming along with a skill set is automatically helping them. And as far as the rejection, um, yeah, I mean, to me, I look at it as like, it's, it's, if I have a value that I can provide to somebody that solves a problem and they're not interested, that's not on me. That's not on me. I, it yeah. doesn't change my worth, right? Mm-hmm. And that's how you got to look at it. Yep. You will the, always and, find your tribe. Right. And you're going to be rejected one way or the other in some circumstances. Do you want to be rejected early or do you want to just kind of wait and see what it plays out? It may never get any closure because you went the other route and you never even heard back. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. And if I, and I'll add one more thing on, like as a recruiter, I actually hate rejecting people. Like it's, it makes me feel really bummed, but I'd rather like, you know, so that I can, you know, either say, Hey, this isn't the right opportunity, but can we stay in touch? Because you've got A, B, and C that I think could be Mm -hmm. a, a great asset. Um, but yeah, I, I, and my whole team, we, it's been, it's a skill that we're constantly, I think, building and rebuilding because mm-hmm. we, li- we like pe- most people. Right. I don't say we, we don't like all people. Some people are weird. Um, <laughs> but know that also too, that for a lot of recruiters, rejecting candidates is just as painful as getting the rejection no, for some. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And, and I think too, if you're, Dion, if you're getting constructive feedback, like, hey, you know, we're going to choose somebody for this reason. You're like, great. Well, now I at least have an action item. I'm going to study for the RAC certification. Mm-hmm. And then I'm going to come back to you in six months or a year and go, hey, I got, I have a 510K under my belt and I got RAC certification mm-hmm. and I, I'm in wraps now and I've done this, this, and this. Does that change my candidacy? Well, yeah, it does big time. So then you can keep, keep that dialogue going too. Mm-hmm. And you wouldn't have known that had you not put yourself out there. Yeah. <laughs> Guys, we're going to wrap the show today. Thank you, everybody, for being here. Thanks for the participation. Really good content uh, that we were discussed. We'll be back again next week uh, live, 11 o'clock Pacific, 2 o'clock Eastern on uh, Wednesday. Also, if you haven't checked out the other episodes with some of the best-in-class leaders we have featured on the show, make sure to do so. We'll see you next week. Thank you. Thanks for listening to the MedTech Talent Lab podcast. For more content-rich episodes, log on to theanthonymichaelgroup.com or subscribe to the show on your favorite podcast platform.